Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk with sunshine shining in my windows. Uh, today is December 15th, 2019. We're at the, the, the countdown till Christmas. Uh, it also is a very uh, jubilant week ahead. Um, a lot of positive energy this next week, so I want you to kind of take maximum use of it and really push push stuff, push things, move things, kick things out the door into the world. All the moons this week have positive closing aspects, so we'll talk about that in a second and, and what's up ahead. So there's a lot of uh, forward motion. Chiron stationed last week could have brought up your wound uh, or, you know, made you feel a little bit like, wow, you know, that just kind of hurts a little. And then this week we zip forward. Um, at the end of the week we have the Capricorn Ingress where the sun is at the lowest part of the sky. goes down there and stations at the Tropic of Cap- Capricorn. It's called the Winter Solstice, Sun Solstice Station. And so what happens when the sun stops, it appears to stop for three days. And in the old days, you know, they would worship the sun. They would do a festival of lights. They would have a Saturnal. They would celebrate and celebrate and say, wait, sun, sun, come back, come back. And he would stop and he would pause for three days. And then he would turn and he would return. Now, look at our mythologies and our different religious beliefs. You know, the descent of the sun for three days, the descent of Christ for three days into the underworld and the resurrection. So this is very symbolic for us this week, the resurrection of the light. The days have been getting a shorter, a shorter, a shorter by a minute or so. And then on the 21st, they stop. And then they start to get longer by a minute every day. The days get litter. So it's the darkest night. Um, I have a wonderful celebration here in New York with uh, Paul Winter Solstice. So anybody in New York, I recommend you go. He does a Solstice concert where the, the darkest night, you sit there in the dark of this cathedral and they play music and it's pitch black and then the sun rises. And it's it's beautiful cathedral, St. John the Divine. And as the light rises, the sun rises, they have this huge gong. It's like 20-foot gong in the back and this little guy in a chair. One of, my, one of my dreams is to be able to ride that gong and play it in a solstice concert. I know that's never going to happen, but I can fantasize. It's always Scott playing this playing the sun gong. But he gets he's in this little chair and he rises up and he whacks this gong and as he whacks it the whole church vibrates. And then they light the pillars of the church like the way when the sun comes up it lights it lights the earth. So it's a beautiful ceremony. And the you know the winter solstice is the dark of the night. It's the deepest darkest longest day uh and for us in the northern hemisphere <coughs> for our friends in the southern hemisphere this is their longest uh their shortest night and then the days start to get uh uh the days start to get shorter and the nights start to get you know everybody it's a switch because now the sun's at the bottom of the earth so it's making australia and africa and south america it's their high summer so but for us the darkest night where we kind of the northern hemisphere folks for it's the darkest night where we sit in that space of Wow, what what am I contemplating? So for people, it's a really big contemplative time. And as you know, next year, we have a 36-year cycle starting, a 29-year cycle starting, a 13-year cycle starting three times, part one, part two, part three, or three separate cycles. And we have a 20-year cycle starting, right? So it's a lot of stuff. 
happening next year. We're planting seeds. So this year we're getting our little our little gardens ready. We're getting our stuff cleaned out. So, you know, I mentioned last week that uh, that uh, that thing that Elaine taught me, and I've been doing it. I've been doing it with my regular people, but I've been doing it with other people too, where I sit and think, okay, like what do I owe you? What do you owe me? What do I want to give you back? What do I want to take back? So that was very cool. It was back and forth. And then this morning as I was lying in bed kind of, you know, doing my little morning prayers, um, I remembered a person uh, from my childhood, not my childhood, my collegehood, my sophomore year in college. And, uh, and, and it was kind of an interesting memory because, you know, what happens when you start clearing this stuff, because <clears throat> I've been doing it, I've been having active clearing, giving back on a soul level, um, her, her name popped up. And I really honestly, on it, it's been years since I've thought about her. And uh, <clears throat> and she popped in my head, uh, and I was her roommate, and I, uh, well, yeah, I guess it's true confession. I did not prevent other people from being mean to her. She was kind of one of those people that had stuff on her bunker where it always was perfectly arranged. You know, like everything was perfectly spaced. Kind of like the guy I dated for a number of years, actually. Um, she had everything perfectly arranged. It was very uh, set. And we were roommates and, you know, fine. But there was a, there was a bully on the floor and uh, the bully did not like her. And the bully would say to me, let me in your room. I want to I want to mess with her bed or I'd be in my room and she'd come in and she'd go, I want to mess with her bed. And I did not stop her. I didn't do it, but I didn't stop it. And it, I mean, honestly, Catholic girls, sophomore year. We're not like bully bullies, but what she would do, and this is going to sound very weird, she would bring this ironing board in and put the ironing board in the aisle between our beds, and then she would move my roommate's stuff on her, on her bed and on her desk. Just move it, and then she would leave. That was, that was the bullying, right? But it made my roommate crazy, and I didn't stop it. I didn't stop it. I didn't say, don't touch her stuff. Leave it alone. You're making her crazy. I permitted it. I tacitly permitted it. And so I I think it's kind of a combination of watching the guys vote at the impeachment because some of the Republicans did not look happy voting no. Some of them looked really mad, you know, the ones that are truly have drunk the Kool-Aid. But some of them were like, no, no. And they looked a little like, yeah, I know this wasn't right, but I'm going to I got to I got to hang out. I can't go against it. And I was thinking about her this morning and I thought, you know, I know it made her crazy. You know, and after that year, she never talked to me again. Um, and I also was like, wow, I think I have one to do with her, even if I haven't thought about her in many, many, many years. Because this morning it was like popped right up, you know, uh, the woman, the other woman bringing the ironing board into our room and then moving her stuff around. And it was like the ironing board attacked her bed. I mean, you know, we're, we're sophomores, we're stupid, we're Catholic girls, we're all virgins. I mean, it wasn't like bullying but it was bullying, and I permitted it. And so I was thinking about her this morning, and I think I said, so I think I need to do a thing with her. Uh, you know, like I, whatever that is, I'm, you know, it's popping. So what I want to warn you, once you start doing this, some of the people from your past where you didn't step in, where you didn't say, hey, stop that, can come up. And, you know, watch where you're kind of going, you know what, this needs to be changed, this needs to be shifted, this needs to be adjusted and taking responsibility for your behavior, for your actions, and understanding where you are or aren't in right relationship to the world. This next week, great week for doing it, because 
all the aspects are very positive. They're all pushing us into the next chapter. They're all inviting us to go, okay, what is unresolved? What is unfinished? What do you actually need to do to get there? What does that look like? And so this energy that's really moving very strongly in the world of a forward motion and how do we how do we work with our relationship to power with Saturn and Pluto meeting up and what are we going to say about power and what are we going to say about the structures of our world and why do we say that about our structures of our world where have we where are we in our own right relationship to the world where are we in our right relationship to power what is our understanding of power and how do we want to work with it Saturn Pluto is going to be knocking on everybody's door somewhere in your chart at 22 Capricorn. So it's really understanding what that is and allowing that to uh, work on a different level, allowing that to change on a different level. And it's, you know, it's giving it permission uh, to have a different story, to have a different outcome, to have a different way of, um, a different way of thinking about things, right? And, and that's important for us to do this week. And also, if you start clearing people like I was, I've been doing, you might pop some of these older ones where maybe you weren't, uh, you weren't nice, you weren't kind, you know, you didn't, you didn't uh, protect, you didn't stand up for what was right, you let things go by, um, and and honoring that as part of your, you know, we we live our lives, we learn. I, I love the Maya Angelou quote, quote where she says, you know, back then that's what I knew. Now I know a little better. Now I know differently, or now I've under I've come to understand differently. So don't be mean to yourself when that stuff comes up, but sit and look at it and kind of honor it and say, yeah, that's what I knew how to do then, and now where am I in this world? And it is a great week. A lot of people uh, reaching out, connecting, figuring out stuff, solving things. Divorces getting finalized. People saying, okay, I'm done. I'm leaving this job. People saying, okay, I'm, you know, resolving this issue with my family. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm speaking up for what needs to be taken care of. You know, watch where you're feeling this need to be responsible or to take seriously, because Saturn is a serious planet, your authority, he's in the sign of Capricorn, as he gets closer to his marriage to Pluto, where the power has been being used, either good or bad, and then to say to Saturn and Pluto, like, okay, we need to make accommodations, make an understanding about how we're going to restructure our power. And just watch. You know, you're going to find uh, people, you know, writing and complaining or people talking and being irritated, and then you want to kind of stand in your power and say, you know, I hear you, but, you know, that's the way it's going to be. Or I hear you, and, all right, you know, that's a good point. I'll change it. It's understanding we're we're, learn, we're being asked to stand in our truth, and our truth is our truth. And then there is the bigger world and how we impact folks. And what this is, this is big accountability. If you have not been living your truth or you've been leaving, living in a bad relationship to the world or you've been doing crappy things, this is when you get caught, you know. It also doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be punished today because that's not always how it works, but you are going to be taught, caught, and then, you know, people are going to know about you. And so then you have to figure out what you want to do about it. So in that capacity, we want to be a little more like Whoopi Goldberg on The View, where she says, you know, everybody's done stuff. But you want to kind of think about what you're doing 
And when it's pointed out to you that maybe it's not correct or maybe it's a little crooked or maybe you're taking advantage, uh, then maybe you want to fix that, correct it, adjust it, or, you know, own that you're, you know, you're doing bad shit, you know, basically, because it's the karma of it, you know, uh, the balancing, the helping it come back uh, into right relationship. And um, I think the honor... You know, Saturn and Pluto, there's an element of accountability. So one of the things I used to say a lot when I was younger is do your Saturn, do your Saturn. Because when we do our Saturn, we're living in right relationship to our chart. So everybody has a Saturn somewhere. My Saturn is in Scorpio, which is the sign of money and accountability. And it's in the house of, uh, it's in the house of other people's money, uh, my eighth house, or my house of debt. So I try and live debt free. You know, I basically on a cash. Uh, you know, I pay, I save it before I buy it, kind of thing. Um, but I also am, you know, I'm an I'm a bookkeeper for OPA, the astrology organization. So I pay the bills. And I, when I, my first boss, when I first worked in New York, she took advantage of women because they weren't uh, necessarily assertive about money, and and she bounced our paychecks. And um, my mother wrote a letter, actually, to her congressman, Horton. And the woman had stolen $10 million from the federal government. Uh, my mother, she announced she was going to start doing this program, and my mother wrote a letter saying this woman's a crook. And so after she stole the $10 million, the federal government found my mother's letter, and I testified at her trial. And she went to jail for 14 years. So I have this Saturn in the eighth. I always catch people doing bad shit with money. It's just part of my karma, part of my job in the world. I'm not an accountant, but I sold accounting systems. So you watch your Saturn, and now I'm an astrologer, and I talk to people about their Saturns, you know, what their work is, what their work is in the world, their purpose, their path. So look at your Saturn, because the natal Saturn is up for uh, being worked with now, because whenever Saturn does something in the sky, your natal Saturn vibrates. So in my case, I have Saturn in the 8th, but I have Pluto in the 7th. So I also am a witness very often to bad behavior. Or, you know, I see it happening, like in the case of the ironing board with my roommate. And lately I've been working on a, a situation where there's some, a couple of situations actually, where there's bad behavior. And, you know, kind of saying, you know, that's bad behavior. Now, n nothing I can do about it except point out that it's bad behavior and then say, you know, but you know that that bad behavior will not go on noticed, unpunished, punished, maybe wrong word, unaccounted for, maybe that's a better word, that when you do this stuff, it does come back. And so this is really a time when Saturn is asking us to balance our karma. And where we have not been in right relationship with our soul, because we've been maybe a little bit greedy, or maybe a little bit didn't want to stand up to the bully and say, don't pick on my roommate, or a little bit, uh, you know, gee, I'm, I'm not. Uh, what's the word word for it? I'm not. I'm not comfortable uh, taking that taking that on. You know, it, it's understanding what our Saturn is is our backbone. Saturn rules our bones. It rules our skin. It rules our structures. So this is an important time with Saturn and Pluto going through this this transformation of our structures. It's asking us, what is the structure you want in your life? And it's pulling together your natal Saturn and your natal Pluto, wherever they are, and they're getting married at 22 Capricorn. And that degree is a hot degree for the rest of this year because Jupiter and Pluto are meeting on there three times, 
and then Saturn gets married to Jupiter at the end of the year, and he says, okay, all that transformation we did this year that set the roots for the next 29 years, the next 36 years, the next 13 years, the next 20 years. And if we haven't been in right relationship, we're going to not have, <coughs> excuse me, a very good time of it. So it's honoring that and trying to get yourself back in right relationship. And that that exercise that Elaine gave me that I've been sharing with clients and I shared with all you guys, a number of you wrote and said it was very helpful, which is, you know, when you break up with someone, you give them back, <coughs> excuse me, you give them back the sweater, you get back your toothbrush. When you break up with someone on a soul level, give them back what they gave you and get back what you gave them. You know, you kind of do it on an etheric level, and that's actually kind of fun and very clean, and oftentimes they uh, they respond or they call. Hang on, I'm coughing here like a crazy person. Um, sometimes they call and respond, and a lot of times when you do this, it triggers because you're severing the cord between you or you're releasing you're you're releasing the cord between you and blessing it and thanking it and giving it back to them a lot of times it triggers stuff like in my case this morning this woman I hadn't thought about in years popped up and I'm like oh I guess I have to do that with her okay got it um because even though I didn't do it I permitted it to happen right and uh but obviously on some level you know, I always watch what shows up. It's real important. And pay attention to what's surfacing, big stuff surfacing this week. That said, it's a very nice week for getting things accomplished. So when we look at the week's uh, aspects, today the moon's in Leo um, with, you know, bright, sunny, gorgeous day here in New York. And it's going to be in Leo tomorrow, the 16th, going void at 5.10 p.m., Moon in Leo, trine the sun in Sagittarius. So today and tomorrow, great days for getting things accomplished. Um, then it is void Monday night uh, from 5.10 until 2.16 in the morning, Tuesday night, middle of the night, 2.16 a.m. When moon goes into Virgo, and it's in Virgo the 17th, the 18th, and it goes void at 3.07 a.m., with a trine to Venus. So moon in Virgo, trining Venus in Capricorn. Again, a good closing aspect. Then at 5.04 a.m. on the 19th, the moon goes into Libra, and it's in Libra on Thursday and Friday, and it goes void at 6.45 in the morning on the 21st with a sextile to the sun in Sagittarius. So all week long, the moon is really functional, very happy, good closing aspects, unlike last week where she was a little bit more contentious. Um, but this week she's positive, she's happy, she's communicating, she's having a good time, she's in Leo, the sign of creativity, she's in Virgo, the sign of work, she's in Libra, the sign of partnership, and she's a happy camper. Uh, so that's all during the week, during the work week. On the 21st, the moon goes void, it's, it's next Saturday, the moon goes void at 6.45 in the morning, and it enters Scorpio at 7.57 a.m., again, these are Eastern times, and it's in Scorpio uh, Saturday and Sunday, going void at 10:27 p.m. Again, Moon joining Moon in Scorpio, joining Mars in Scorpio. Good closing aspect. And then it goes uh, void Sunday night, uh, and it's void until 11:30 in the morning on the 23rd when it enters Sagittarius. And that also has good aspects, but the Moon's void the morning of the 23rd. So this whole week, positive, positive closing aspects. And a great week for getting things accomplished as the moon rolls through your Leo, your Virgo, your Libra, and your Scorpio houses. 
Now, on, sun, on next Saturday, we have the winter solstice, what I opened with, where the sun enters Capricorn at 11.20 p.m. If you're in New York, go see Paul Winter's solstice concert at St. John the Divine. It's well worth the money, and it's an amazing experience. And sit on the long side of the short church, not the short side. You see better. <laughs> um, after many years of attending those concerts. So the winter solstice, of course, the sun gets to the very bottom and it stops. And then it returns, it starts to return north again uh, and go up towards the equator and towards uh, the Aries equinox when the days are balanced. So the darkest day or the longest the longest night in the northern hemisphere and the longest day or the shortest night in the southern hemisphere. This week Venus also enters Aquarius and when she enters Aquarius, she's going to be in Aquarius uh, for about a month. And she goes into, um, I should have looked this up, uh, she goes into Pisces on the 13th of January. So Venus in Aquarius is very chatty and communicative and very connected. She's all about the big picture. She does, you know, things like, hey, let me get you a gift that you can use uh, that would be fun, that would be interesting, you know, that maybe the gift of astrology or maybe the gift of a group activity or maybe we can go to a play. She's action-oriented and group-oriented, so she's got a lot of positive energy around that, and she kind of uh, pushes things forward in that direction. Um, so gift of astrology, sign up and give somebody a gift certificate for a reading or uh, access astrology. Heather Roan Robbins, Mark Woltz, and I are going to be offering a, a weekend workshop on the weekend of the 13th of uh, March on uh, different techniques to use. So you can sign up for that. That's a nice gift and it's not going to pollute your house and you don't have to dust it. Um, but as the moon, the Venus goes into Aquarius, she kind of is a little more uh, geared towards uh, the community and, and how we work in the community and what that looks like. And then this week also has a couple of other nice aspects, but those are the two big ones. Um, the Venus uh, entering Aquarius and the Sun entering Capricorn. So let's go on to the aspects for the week. Um, the, as we mentioned, the Moon has good aspects, so generally flowing, happy, connected, related, positive, and good closing, so they get stuff done. Not a lot of harsh aspects out there. There's a bit of Neptune, so Neptune always is where we're a little bit uh, not so clear. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's part of Neptune's job is to make us think we're in an illusion when really we're in reality. Uh, so the sun this week goes from 23 Sagittarius to 2 Capricorn. And as I mentioned on the 21st at 11.19 p.m., he enters Cap. And he doesn't have a lot of aspects, but he um, he does have a health aspect on the 15th, so kind of pay attention to health things. And then he has a parallel to Jupiter today, the 15th, where he's kind of, it's a little bit of an overdoing energy in a good way. Um, Sun and Jupiter at the same level of declination down there at the bottom of the, bottom of, by the Tropic of Capricorn. So they're kind of joining up and, and expanding. The Sun is also sesquiquadrat Vesta on the 19th, which is a lot of changes around home and hearth energy. And then an energy on the 22nd of communications being very important. Sun also squares Chiron on the 23rd, uh, which is a lot about, um, you know, next Monday, which is a lot about uh, working with where we're maybe feeling a little more wounded. Mercury this this week runs from 8 Sagittarius to 22. So think about that. He's going really pretty fast. He's zipping along. 
And he's in Sag, so he's going to wake up every planet in your chart between the degrees of 8 and 22 as he moves along. He does, by declination, because he's down there at the bottom, have aspects to Saturn, Pluto, and Venus this week. Uh, and he kind of wakes them up. So he's going to wake up Saturn on the 17th. He's going to wake up Pluto on the 18th, and the 19th is um, Venus. It, and so there's a lot of opportunity there where he's going to be talking to you about <coughs> excuse me, matters that are serious. So now this week, Venus, Saturn, and Pluto were all gathered together down at the bottom when we had the impeachment vote. And so next week, I would imagine the vote is going to be on uh, on the 18th because of the, the Mercury aspects to Saturn, Venus, 17th and 18th, the Mercury aspects. Um, then Mercury is sextile Juno on the 18th, and she also he also is square Neptune on the 19th. So it's a lot of energy here around what is it our ideas. And remember, Mercury's in his detriment right now. He's answering to Jupiter and Capricorn. Uh, so people's words, you want to kind of pay attention to what they're saying because they can say a little bit too much because of the Sag, but it's answering to Jupiter and Capricorn saying they're serious about what they're saying. So pay attention. These are, these are times for serious words and serious thoughts. Uh, Mercury also has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 21st where he is being asked to pick his cho make his choices and how he wants to proceed. And then he has an aspect to Jupiter. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got suddenly I'm coughing all over the place here. He has an aspect to Jupiter on the 21st and then he has a hard aspect to Pluto on the 22nd and the 23rd because he is um, in what's called a, a semi-sextile. So he's kind of in uh, Saturn and Pluto's blind spots. So you're going to get news that you might be a little shocked by or you might go home, you know, because it's right by the holidays. You might go home and realize, wow, my parents are old or you might have a con or my family members are old. You might have a conversation around the, the missings, the people that are, aren't here anymore that are part of your part of your childhood and your youth. It's a very deep Christmas season because of all these planets in Capricorn, which really make us aware of the passage of time. Venus this week runs from 27 uh, cap to 5 Aquarius. So she's going along, and she is going to catch up to Uranus on the 22nd, which is a little bit of a, like, wow, I didn't know about that. She has a square to Uranus, and, of course, this is an important one because Venus rules Uranus. So whatever that surprises that you get around 8:30 in the morning on the 22nd kind of know oh i'm i'm supposed to pay attention to this this is important she enters aquarius as i mentioned earlier on the 20th and this week she has a parallel to even though she's in uh she's in a capricorn and aquarius she's paralleling pluto and saturn so think about it mercury saturn pluto jupiter venus and now the sun all down at the bottom of the earth all kind of in a big clump and that's a lot of energy right and of course capricorn energy because there's so much down there is going to shoot up into cancer because there's so much weight in that energy um it kind of you know creates this little cluster of energy which kind of energizes the cancer houses so just kind of watch for very deep emotions around old structures or old things in your life that are part and parcel of where you're going um this week, Mars has a health aspect on the 16th, uh, which is kind of, um, you know, pay attention to any health stuff. This, again, because we are at this closing chapter for folks, a lot of people are going to be passing. 
um, and leaving us uh, because their their time is done here and because we are all starting new chapters. So it's a major new cycle for everybody, including the people that are leaving. They're going off to their new cycle. Uh, so kind of watch, you know, just make sure when people leave, you, you tell them you love them. Uh, <laughs> you know, say goodbye with a big hug. And, you know, be aware of the fact that everybody is kind of really feeling a little bit bereft. Saturn, you know, Capricorn is a very existential sign. And a lot of times the Capricorns, when you know, when you talk to them, one of the reasons they're so dedicated to doing something of value is because they need to feel that they're worth it. They need to feel that they've done something. They've, they've contributed a value to the earth. Right now, we're all honorary Capricorns. We're honoring and learning, well, what is the value we've contributed to people? What are the things we have brought to people? And I have to say, for whatever reason, this last couple of weeks, a lot of people, when they call for readings, if they're a new client, they'll say, thank you so much for what you've been doing. And even the old clients are saying, thank you so much for what you've been doing. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome, you're welcome. And I'm like, you know, I've been getting all this appreciation. So I'm kind of like, yeah, appreciate the people but we're honoring what the structures are that support us. So really go out and honor them. And to all of you who send thank you for doing what you're doing, thank you for being clients, thank you for being listeners, thank you for your work in the world where you're bringing out a message of personal growth and you're saying, gee, you know, I'm trying to learn how to work with these energies in a positive way and bring them into the world. And I'm trying to make a positive difference in the world. And I think if we focus on that, that will really help us. So this week, Mars is going to be in Scorpio, and he's going to be sextile to both Saturn and Pluto on the 19th and the 22nd. So that's great opportunity for us to send out into the world what we need and to really say, hey, you know, this is what I can do to help. This is how I can contribute. Or this is, gee, I wish I maybe had contributed and done something different. Jupiter this week has a really positive aspect with Neptune on the 20th, a quintile where she's inviting, he, they're inviting us to think of the higher vision that we can work on. And Uranus this week is sesquiquadrate to Athena, giving us a bit of a breakthrough in terms of how we think and what we do. And Vesta, of course, trine series. What is it we're going to be nurturing and growing? Think the forward motion. Um, I was talking to someone and they had a problem with an employee and, you know, it was a real power struggle. And I said, well, you know, why don't you try, you know, thinking of them having a new job and getting out of your life and not working for you anymore. And they were like, oh, okay, I can do that. And so they did. And so the person got a new job and is leaving, you know. So, like, if you can't, you know, you can't do it with them locally, imagine them getting something better and leaving and going off and doing it. That's a nice way to get rid of the people that you don't want to hang out with anymore um, or for you to be free of them, you know, or, or imagine yourself free of them. You can't change what you've got, but you can envision what it could be. And then as you start moving towards that, wow, the other thing changes, right? Remember when you, with Michelle Obama, when she wrote her book, I wanted Brock to change, I wanted Brock to change, and the therapist said, you can't change him, you can change yourself, that's it, and he gets to be himself, and everybody adjusts. When you change, everybody else changes. So change this week, envision your life, envision the chapter, clean up the messes, I'm going to go do a meditation on my roommate and I'm going to apologize, I guess, for uh, letting the bully into mess up her bunker and move her bedspread and you know i mean it was like stupid but it was like oh wow she she was really upset yeah she 
I mean, really, source memories. Watch what pops. This is a really interesting week. Have a great week. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, wishing you a merry and bright. And I'll see you next week here uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Take care. Bye-bye.